Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 143. I am Megan Kranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And I just want to start by saying thank you so much to everyone who listened to last week's episode with my wonderful guest, Jenny McCarthy. I knew putting out that episode was going to have a lot of opinions. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, some good, some bad. And I get it. I was fully expecting there to be, you know, some kind of uncertainty with having Jenny on. I'll be honest, I just was not going to pass up the opportunity <laughs> to have her on the show. And I had said this on um, my social media, but you know, my goal with this podcast from the beginning has always been to share all different kinds of stories. And Jenny's story is just one. So if you are someone who, you know, doesn't agree with her background and some of the things she said, I totally understand. I'm not even saying that I do. <laughs> but at the same time, I know there are a lot of people who really appreciate her sharing her journey and really kind of diving into everything uh, in terms of like the controversy with the vaccines and whatnot. I It's amazing. I received so many messages this past week from people who love her and felt, you know, very seen by her and very related very much to to her journey. I will say I I up until, you know, speaking with Jenny, I didn't know a ton of their background. I mean, obviously I knew like the headlines, which again that was why I wanted her on the show was to kind of get like the story behind the headlines. But in speaking to her and listening back to her episode, I found it very relatable. Uh, so much of what she shared, I have experience with Logan or have a similar experience to it. And again, I've said this before, but it's like even if you can't, you know, fully relate to any guest or episode, I feel like there's always like pieces and things that you can pull from it. So again, that was just, you know, one person's story. And I was happy to share it. I thought Jenny was a great guest, so much fun. So thank you to everyone who listened, whether it was your cup of tea or not. I appreciate that. And as always, just for all the the love and support you give the show. If you didn't listen, if it was not your cup of tea, that's fine too. I am not offended. We are all entitled to our own opinions. And again, my my goal with this show is always just to, you know, share all the stories and just keep it honest and open. So that's what I want to say about that. And today's episode, kind of moving on, we are going to get into another hot topic. And this was very highly requested. I think this is my third hot topic now. We did AAC, IEPs, and now today we're going to talk about difficult behaviors or challenging behaviors. And like I've said with the past hot topic episodes, I'm really, I'm not doing these to be like advice so much as more just like, this is our experience. I have gotten a lot of, you know, messages and emails from people talking about their own kids, difficult behaviors. So I'm going to share 
everything we've been through with Logan as far as his more challenging behaviors. And then I'll share some more of like listener things that I comments and behaviors that I had gotten that we don't necessarily deal with with Logan, but are still very common because I've heard them from many listeners. So difficult behaviors, I mean, it's definitely kind of touchy to talk about. This is going to be a very personal episode because some of our most challenging behaviors with Logan tend to be kind of personal issues. Um, And like I said, it's not really to be, you know, advice so much as to just kind of be like, this is what we deal with. And, you know, I know most of you listening can understand, again, even if you haven't dealt with this exactly, you've dealt with something similar or just another kind of challenging behavior. So I would say with Logan, there's, I always say as far as like any of his behaviors, it always seems like we are just kind of like on like a spinning wheel. And at any given moment, it's like, like I'm thinking of literally like Wheel of Fortune, you know, it's like it's got that little like ticker thing. And it's like wherever the wheel stops, it's like kind of like wherever we land on, that's like the behavior that we're dealing with. And that can be with good and bad behaviors. There are times like, especially with his sleeping, that we are just like, we're constantly on this spinning wheel and we'll be in like a good space with his sleeping. And then And we're just like trying to ride that out, but then it's like the wheel just keeps moving and we're going to get back to like a more difficult spot. So it's really been like that for us with like all of his behaviors. Um, Right now, I would say the most challenging behavior that we are dealing with, and it's one that we have dealt with for a long time, and this did come up more recently um, when I spoke with my guest Alexis a couple weeks ago, we talked about pika or, you know, eating like on or what sort I'm looking for things that are not edible like Logan wants to chew everything put everything in his mouth so one of the most challenging behaviors that we deal with especially when we're outside is that he wants to eat dirt or leaves or grass or I think I had mentioned this on that episode but there was one time where we were at our neighbor's house and he wanted to eat like the soot out of their barbecue they had like a charcoal grill and I mean Manny and I had to like be on him And I feel like this is one of the most challenging behaviors because it's also a very dangerous behavior. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of those dangerous behaviors in this episode. I'm not sure if I should make that a whole other hot topic, but I feel like so often these challenging behaviors are related to things that are dangerous. And at surface level, that might not sound all that dangerous. But again, because he wants to put things in his mouth that he shouldn't, we just never quite know like, okay, but what is that? Obviously, there's like the choking factor, which is huge. Or recently... I had shared this a little bit. We had, I don't know if I talked this on the podcast or if it was just on, on social media, but there was a day where Logan still wears a pull-up at night and he woke up in the morning and his pull-up was like kind of tinged like a pinkish color. And I almost thought I was imagining it. I wasn't sure because it was like very, very light And I said to Manny, I was like, Logan's pull-up looked like slightly pinkish this morning. And he was like, hmm, that's weird. Well, then the next day, I don't know if I had to work early or something, Manny texted me and he was like, Logan's pull-up looked more pink this morning. And I was like, that's very odd. Well, then later in the day... Sometimes he almost always wears underwear during the day, but sometimes if we go somewhere, like if it's like a a far car ride or something, we'll put a pull-up on him. He, I, I had a pull up on him and 
again, it looked kind of pinkish and it almost looked like there was like little pieces of like sediment that were also pinkish. So we were obviously very concerned that it could be like blood in his urine. So I ended up taking him to the emergency room and they ran all different kind of tests, like took blood from him, took urine samples. The, his urine was still a little pinkish there. Not, it seemed like it was a little bit better though at that point. They also did um, an x-ray of his belly and thank goodness everything came back completely normal. They did all the cultures and whatnot. Everything was totally fine, but we found from that x-ray that he had swallowed something. So <clears throat> that was a surprise to us. We really were not sure what, what that could be. And the emergency room doctor was kind of like, well, at this point, we just need to like wait for it to pass. We could see on the ultrasound or on the x-ray that it was moving down kind of like in the right place. She's like, I think he should pass this within, you know, a day or two. But she's like, you're going to have to, you know, look through his poop to see what's in there. Um, so a couple of days later, we found it was a coin. He had swallowed a coin. It was a nickel, actually. Um, the girls have piggy banks in their room. Logan does not because we have learned in the past that we just, we don't, his room is very, he's got stuff in there, but we try to keep it pretty, pretty safe and pretty bare. Um, but the girls do have piggy banks and their rooms are locked. We basically have locks on every room in the house except for Logan's room he can obviously go into. Um, and then in the basement, that's kind of like his hangout area. We have like the bedroom, the bathroom, the storage room, the closet, all that is locked down there, but everything else he has like kind of free access to. And then, um, the bathroom on the main floor we keep unlocked because that's like a, just like a powder room. There's not really anything in there for him to, to get into trouble with, but even like our bathrooms are locked cause he loves to eat toothpaste and that could be dangerous. So a lot of these like challenging behaviors we've learned to deal with over time just by like coming up with barricades and, and locks and whatnot. Well, anyway, I don't know how exactly if it was like one of the girls are playing in the room and they forgot to lock their door or what, but I did earlier in the day, I, I knew that Logan had gotten into the piggy bank because he had, there was like coins all over the floor that we know of. He had never swallowed a coin in the past. So I didn't think too much of it when I saw the coins everywhere, just that he'd made a mess. Um, but then we found out, no, he actually had swallowed, swallowed the coin. So I did have to dig through his poop and I found it a couple days later. We figured out that he was eating crayons, which is how we found out that his, his, urine was a little bit pink tinged. Um, and we figured that out because we saw larger chunks of the crayon. <laughs> again, this is going to be a personal episode. Um, and again, Logan likes to eat things that are, you know, not edible items. So that definitely is something to be concerned about because yeah, thankfully he has not eaten anything toxic that we know of, but it's very possible that he could. Um, so we just have to be very careful. And like I said, we really do keep everything locked up. Um, but there's always like those times where, you know, someone forgets or, you know, human error, it happens. And we just have to be like really, really careful with pretty much everything <laughs> with him because he does want to eat things. So, that has been a real struggle lately. Like I said, that spinning wheel, we are definitely on the eating things he shouldn't be eating right now. We are struggling with that quite a bit. Like when we're outside, he is looking to eat dirt. If he gets a chance, he loves sand. I really avoid any like park we go to that has sand. 
we don't go to the beach very often, but if we do go, we are just watching him like a hawk. It's inevitable he's going to get a few handfuls of sand <laughs> because it's just the way it is. But again, like with the dirt, like there's, you know, animal droppings. Like we don't know what what he could be ingesting when he gets, you know, a mouthful of dirt. There have been times where I've caught him. He tries to run out to our garage. Again, everything is locked, but if for some reason it's unlocked and like even like the cracks in our garage where there's just like crud and like pieces of old grass and sediment he will try to like pick the stuff out of those cracks I know this is really gross I should also say this episode's gonna be gross too because I have another challenging behavior coming up that's even grosser than this one um so that has been probably like the biggest thing I don't have candles in the house anymore because he wants to eat the candles unless they're like high up um, on shelves, but even like some of them that were on shelves, he has tried to get to those. I had so many candles with like little teeth marks. So we no longer have any like real candles. They're only the plastic ones, which honestly, like for safety, I don't really burn candles, but I had them more for like decor. And we, you know, over the years just started, <laughs> kept having to keep moving those and moving those. And when I go to other people's houses, oftentimes if there's like candles or plants is a huge one. If somebody has like plants out like in an area where he is like I will have to say like can we move this because again he'll try to eat the dirt we were at my sister-in-law's recently she has like a big potted plant like in her kind of front entryway and we go there quite often and it has not been an issue but the last time we were there Logan got a big old chunk of dirt and then of course made a mess with dirt on the floor so that is a huge thing that we deal with and it, it does kind of come and go. I would say last summer we really did not have an issue. He was doing so much better as far as like eating things that he shouldn't be. This summer, I mean we just we just started. This is our first week of summer break, but we definitely are still struggling with that. Um, Manny just, our, and our, our back patio is like all these like paver stones and he just put sand like in between the cracks. I guess it's supposed to help like kill weeds or whatever and just like keep everything kind of nice so there's like some excess sand on the patio right now and Logan like earlier today we were outside I caught him in the corner where there's kind of like a little built up of the sand trying to eat the sand so that's definitely a major challenging behavior for us I always as far as like how I handle these things again this is not like advice but I'm just saying this is how we do it if we're outside or somewhere and he eats the dirt or does something he shouldn't, I always, I, I give him like one warning. So if I catch him doing it once, I'm like, okay, if you do that again, we're going to go inside. And he loves to be outside. So that definitely is a pretty good, a pretty good tool to use. Um, and I'm pretty strict on it. Every now and then I'll be like, okay, you get one more chance. <laughs> But I do, I do try to really enforce that. And I'm just like, okay, we have to go inside. And even if we go inside for just, you know, like five or 10 minutes, like he does not like it. And then maybe we'll go back out and try again. Um, I would say he's gotten better just as he's gotten older with like being redirected. If I like catch him doing something, um, he, he is still pretty brazen. Like if he has a, a, a chance to do something, he will like take that chance. But he used to do things like more just with, like with with no abandon like he would if we were around or not he would still go for it now it's like he he waits until he has that moment where he knows that our eyes aren't on him which isn't very often but when he has those opportunities he'll take them so now like if I catch him like going to one of his spots where I know he might try to eat some dirt like in our yard I will like call out to him and he'll he'll redirect and do something else again he's always kind of watching for okay do I have a chance to do this again but 
getting getting better about redirecting and then like I said if if he does it you know more than once then okay we got to go inside which he does not enjoy that so that's how we handle that um the other one that I would say is like a huge issue that thankfully it has not been a major issue in the past couple years this was something we dealt with more when he was younger um, and I mentioned this on, I think the last updated episode because he had not done this in years. And then just like a few weeks ago, we had an incident. I'm going to call it a poop incident. Although I did find out there is an actual name for this and I might be saying it wrong, but I believe it's scatolia. And that is basically just like smearing or playing with feces. And again, this is super gross. I'm sorry if you want to just like skip over this. I get it. But I also know that so many of you dealt with this because when I, I talked with this a little bit on social media, I got tons of messages and comments of people just saying like, oh, yes, we've been there. So again, this was something Logan did not a ton, but more often when he was younger. Um, this, I would say at that point, he would do this like maybe a couple times a month and Sometimes it would be just like, you know, a little like dig in the diaper when he had poop. And this was again when he was younger. But then sometimes it would be like a real incident. Uh, I remember one time this was like a Saturday morning before he had ABA. He was playing in the basement, which again, that's kind of like where we give him free reign. And he, his, his therapist was going to be here in like just a few minutes. So I went down to check on him and he was completely naked, had gone a very large poop and pee all over the floor and literally just like his feet and his hands like he was just like smearing it all over the floor so he was just like playing with it everywhere and it was disgusting and it smelled so horribly and that was a bad one that was a really bad one um that sticks out in my mind but then, like I said, just a few weeks ago, he he had just come home from school. He had asked me to make him bacon, which is not out of the usual at all for him. So I was making him bacon. And usually when I make him bacon, he, like, is right on me because he's so excited to eat his bacon. So he's, like, waiting. So he'll kind of, like, maybe go downstairs, like, play with his ball, but kind of come back and forth. So he had been downstairs for, honestly, like, two minutes. And he came back upstairs and he had like a white shirt on. So I looked and I saw there was like a few little like streaks on his shirt. And I was like, oh no. And then I looked down at his feet and he had socks on. And he must have like gone and then stepped in it because his, his socks were like covered in poop. And so then that meant like that every step that he had taken from, you know, the downstairs to the upstairs. And we have just, we just got new carpet, <laughs> which they was only in the stairway downstairs. Downstairs, like is mostly, um, it's like vinyl plank. We do have a rug down there that I threw out. Um, so there was like many footprints all over the carpet leading up the stairs. And I was so frustrated with him that day because again, this was something that he has not done in years. And I think that is something that, I'm constantly reminded of because it's like there will be something that we haven't dealt with for weeks or months or years like that. And then it can like just kind of all of a sudden reemerge. And I feel like with the difficult behaviors, that's probably one of the most difficult things to just like accept is that you think you're like past something, but oftentimes it's just like lying dormant and then all of a sudden it can reemerge. So that was really frustrating. Um, like I said, I think he's, when, when Logan used to do this, the, like the poop issues, 
or the incidents, I should say, he was younger and I don't think that he had quite as much of like, um, I just think his like, his cognitive skills have improved a lot and just like, I think his understanding of things have improved a lot. So when, when he first came upstairs and I saw his shirt, I was like, Logan, what did you do? And he was kind of laughing. And then I had to pull out the mean mommy voice, which I don't pull out very often, but I got very stern and like kind of right at his level. And I did raise my voice and I was just like, we do not play with poop. Poop goes in the potty. That is all. I was a little bit louder than I'm being right now. And he did get upset. He kind of started to like whine and cry a little bit. And I also then gave him a timeout, which that is something I've only recently started doing. And I know that sounds kind of silly because he's eight, but I had not really given him many timeouts because I just felt like he didn't necessarily understand like the consequence of timeout. But like I said, I just feel like as he's gotten older, his understanding of things have gotten better. So recently I have been giving him timeout. And basically that just means like you need to go to your room and he does have, he has a lock on his door so I can lock it from the outside. Like I said, all, all the kids have locks in their doors. We don't, we normally don't lock Logan's door. Um, but I do have it for times like that. Um, and he honestly, like he won't even necessarily try to come out. I, I keep it, you know, pretty, maybe like five, 10 minutes is a timeout. Like that's about it. Um, but I do, I have it for that reason because I'm like, okay, you are getting a timeout, which is what I would do with both of his sisters. <laughs> you know, if you do something that you're not supposed to do, this is the consequence. So I've recently done that a few times too, because like I said, he's been eating everything. And just recently he has decided that he wanted to eat my chapstick, which I am like a chapstick freak. I always have my chapstick in my purse and I always keep my purse on the kitchen counter, like kind of on the side it's sort of like out of the way, but that's where I keep, you know, my chapstick. I keep like my, like earbuds and, you know, just things I like reach for. Well, I've recently had to start locking that into one of the cabinets because every time I leave it out, literally just earlier today, he ate another chapstick. I can't tell you how many chapsticks this kid has eaten in the past few weeks. So he hasn't learned his lesson with that one yet because every time he does that, I give him a timeout. But we're still, you know, we're, we're going through it. And like I said, I get stern with him. I tell him like, that's mommy's, you leave that alone. But like I said, I have just started locking it up and on the off chance that I forget to, the chapstick gets eaten. So that was what I did that day when they had the, the poop incident was I gave him a timeout. I gave him a very firm talking to, and thankfully we have not had another incident. Knock on wood. I pray that was the last one. Oftentimes when we, like I said, that when we do see these like difficult behaviors emerge like kind of like with the chapstick like if there's one he's doing he'll do it like often so I was really worried when we had the poop incident like I'm like oh my gosh are we gonna go through another phase where this is gonna be like a weekly or even more occurrence and thankfully that was the only time that it happened so hopefully that's it <laughs> hopefully we won't we won't deal with that ever again um if anybody else has tips what they do with the poop incidents like I said it's not something that we're that's like a regular thing now. I remember years ago, Manny had looked up kind of like how to handle this. And one of the things that we saw was to, if your child plays in poop, then, you know, obviously you want to give them a shower after to clean them up. And it said to give them a cold shower. And I told Manny even then, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I just think that that is mean, honestly. And especially because at that time, again, I didn't think that he would make the connection to 
like, oh, I'm, I'm in trouble. So I'm going to get a cold shower. So, I mean, you know, you do you, but I felt like that was just crossing the line and I, I, I have a hard time. That's like I said, I just started doing the, the timeouts with him, but disciplining him in general is difficult. Cause again, it's like, I, I want to do something that he understands like, okay, this is a punishment. Um, and I, I do think that his understanding has come like leaps and bounds in the past few years, but it's always hard to kind of know like, okay, where do we draw the line of like, this is a consequence that he's going to understand is a consequence. So I am open to suggestions because there's things that are difficult behaviors, which I'll, I'll, I have a couple more that are things that are just like challenging, I should say, not so much difficult that don't necessarily warrant a punishment. But then there's things that, you know, like eating the chapstick or obviously like playing with the poop. There's things where it's like, I want him to know, like, not only is this, you know, not something we want you to do, but it is like, it's dangerous and it's crossing a line. So I do want there to be some kind of consequence. So let me know what you guys do when your child gets a consequence or needs a consequence for something like that. Um, okay. I have a couple more things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to take a quick break and then I will come back. So stay tuned. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue. And those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, welcome back. So like I was saying before, um, eating non-edible things, the poop incidents, those are a couple of our like most difficult behaviors. We have many other, what I would just call challenging behaviors. And those are things that, you know, it's not necessarily something that I would punish Logan for, but it is a challenge to deal with those things. And the one that comes to mind for me (laughs) is screaming. And I know many of you deal with this as well. Logan has always been, I say it a lot, a happy screamer. He is a happy guy. And when he screams, it's not because he's upset or he's in any kind of distress. It is just like a very loud, high-pitched, literally like ear-splitting scream. He did one earlier today and I was like, my ear is ringing, Logan. (laughs) So that is a challenge and I do always tell him like, ow, that hurts my ears or, you know, too loud. And oftentimes with him, again, he loves having any kind of ball. So he likes to bang on his ball and that's loud. And that's often accompanied with the screaming. So it's all kind of like stimmy. Like he likes to stim with the ball. The screaming is sort of a vocal stim. So what I've started doing in the past, probably just like year or so, honestly, maybe with like quarantine because we were just home so much and it, it became more of a thing. 
was telling him like, okay, if you want to scream or bang on your ball, then you need to go downstairs. Cause again, that's kind of his play area. He's got like lots of space and the girls play down there, but it's also just like we like upstairs we have high ceilings and we have hardwood floors so everything echoes so it sounds like even louder whereas like in the basement like a he plays down there like on his own and that's just kind of like his area but also it just doesn't sound as loud because it's it's it really is so loud um and that's something i get asked about a lot because people will say to me like i know you say logan's a screamer like how do you handle that so that's something i've done recently is i tell him like okay like if you want to be loud or bang in your ball or scream. I'm like, that's fine, but you have to go downstairs. And he responds pretty well to that. He will come back up. It's not like I'm like banishing him to the basement by any stretch, but I, I love that it's like, you know, he has his space and it's like, okay, you can be as loud as you want down here. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do. I also, I've said this many times too, if, if we're having like a particularly loud day and he doesn't want to hang out in the basement, I will pop in my earbuds and listen loudly to a podcast or music or I have like all my streaming apps like on my phone I'll just like put on a show and have it on my phone and not really be like watching it so much but like you know do the laundry do the dishes whatever and just kind of like drown out some noise I have talked to other parents who so they have like those noise canceling headphones and when their kids are being really loud they just put those on so that's an option too um and that's definitely been again kind of a come and go thing the screaming isn't like always an issue it has been for a while and that's a pretty like prevalent challenging behavior I would say so that's something we deal with quite a bit but again just kind of redirecting him or like telling him like okay we're gonna go in the basement now that is definitely a challenging behavior as far as like other things with him I mean we we definitely we deal with like little things that kind of pop up here and there but overall I I think that those are the biggest ones that we deal with on like a pretty consistent basis. And, you know, we're just constantly trying to like work on it and make things better. But I talked to many of you about your kind of like challenging or difficult behaviors. I would say the number one thing that I heard from people, and a lot of people ask me about this because they say like, have you dealt with this with Logan? And to be honest, we have not. And that is aggressive behaviors. We have been very, very blessed that Logan has really never shown any aggression to us, to his siblings, to, you know, classmates or teachers or anybody. But it seems like that is a really common one because I, even before I was doing these hot topics, I got asked that a lot. Like, how do you deal with, you know, if Logan is like aggressive or violent? And again, I we've just been really lucky that we have not had to deal with that. I know for a lot of kids that does just come from like a lack of communication. So I think anything you can do to give them that communication really helps because if they're, you know, aggressive because they're frustrated or whatever. But I mean, there's times when it's like you have all those communication tools and, and you still see aggressive behaviors. Huge challenge. Again, this is not me like giving advice. I would talk to your doctor, your therapy team, see what advice they have for you. If anyone listening has a child that has aggressive behaviors and they've done something that maybe has helped them kind of cross over. I talked to other people who like biting was an issue. Um, spitting was another one that somebody had said like spitting, like it's, it sounded like something that like you could do like almost like for fun spitting, but also like in like a, you know, kind of like attitude sort of way of like spitting. 
so those were things I heard about a lot. I also heard people, they were telling me like stripping was one, like at any time, which that's something Logan has started doing in his room. Sometimes like at night, like I'll go in to check on him and he'll be sleeping. I just recently, I found him like just butt naked. So he doesn't, he doesn't always strip in like, you know, public spaces or anything. He keeps his clothes on there. Um, but many oftentimes like he'll be playing in the basement, he'll come upstairs, no pants on. And I'm like, where are your pants? Or like I said, he was, yeah, just sleeping completely butt naked in his bed. I'm like, I put you to bed with pajamas on. <laughs> Why are you butt naked now? So yeah, stripping was when I heard head banging was when I heard a lot, which again, head banging, I think could be signs of other things. It could be, you know, frustration, but it also it could be headaches. I think there's like many different things that that could be a sign of. But I know you guys understand the challenging and difficult behaviors because even though you might not have the same ones that we do, you have your own. Um, so that's that's basically all I want to say today about, about the challenging and difficult behaviors. Again, this is just like our experience with these behaviors. Um, let me know what your experience is. If you have any that are like similar to Logan or different ones, or like I said, any kind of like advice for how you handle these things, I am always up for, for any kind of advice because <laughs> I never know what I'm doing here, guys. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. Um, but I wanted to do this episode because again, it really is just about community and support and knowing like we're all kind of in this together. We're all in the trenches together. We were in a really difficult season recently with anxiety, which I didn't want to call that, you know, I guess it, it is a challenging behavior. I wouldn't necessarily call it a difficult behavior that has gotten a lot better. And again, just like that spinning wheel, it was like we were on, we were on the anxiety tab for quite a while and it probably was a month or two before it got better. And I think there was one day last week where Logan had an anxiety attack, but then really like the past probably month we've been, we've been doing really well. And like I had said, we're in summer break now. He was really excited for summer. We're all excited for summer. This is like the first summer in a long time that I feel very hopeful that we're just going to have like a fun, relaxing summer. It's only been, we're two days in, but we are doing great. Uh, Logan has slept until yesterday. He slept like after eight today. He slept till seven forty-five, which I am tickled pink at that. I may do a hot topic episode about sleep. Cause again, that is just something I get asked about a ton and just kind of like sharing our up and down with sleep. Um, if there's other hot topic episodes that you are interested in hearing about, let me know. I have a couple more that I know for sure. I'm going to do Definitely one about like family and just friends, relationships, like after a diagnosis, because that's something I get asked about quite a bit and like marriage and just like handling relationships after a diagnosis, basically. Um, food issues, another one I get asked about a lot. I don't necessarily know if these are like, well, I guess they could be an episode and just like keep it shorter. I'm just thinking out loud here, guys, which speaking of shorter episodes, I had mentioned this on the last um update episode that I did a few weeks back. But now that we're heading into summer, summertime is a definitely a little bit more of a difficult time for me to podcast just because Logan is home. And especially this summer, he's going to be doing summer school. That'll start at the end of the month, but he's not doing like any other kind of camps or anything. We are doing swimming lessons, which he started this past weekend and they're awesome. He loved it. Very exciting there. But I normally schedule interviews like when he's at school and the girls are doing like nap time, rest time in the afternoon. Don't have a lot of time like that now because he's home for the summer. 
So I have a few interviews kind of in my vault that I will be releasing in the near future. Um, but I'm thinking I may do like a summer series of the podcast, which would be more kind of like shorter, like mini episodes with more updates of things that we're doing, maybe picking like a topic that is not necessarily like a hot topic, like, like I talked about today. Um, but maybe just doing an episode on like a mini episode, like talking about like comparison, like comparing, your kids to, you know, their typical peers or to their siblings, like stuff like that. And just my experience with those things. Um, I was kind of tossing around that idea. Let me know if you're interested in that. Otherwise I may end up going to like an every other week kind of a thing with the podcast. I don't necessarily want to do that. I would like to keep it going every week. So let me know if you guys are interested in like the mini episodes and it would, they would just be solo episodes, just me, like maybe more like, you know, 15, 20 minutes kind of talk about a topic or like I said giving more updates as things go on I am going to do one so next week next Wednesday we will actually be on vacation so I'm planning to do before I leave I'll record this and then release it on Wednesday sort of like planning for vacation because that's something I get asked about a lot every time we go out of town I get people asking like how do you do this like it's so hard to travel with you know our kiddo so I'll talk about like how we plan things, how we set ourselves up for success and just kind of like what works for us as far as like planning vacations. So that will be kind of the first episode in this like summer series. Um, if there's other summer series topics you can think about that you would like for me to talk about, I am always open to those suggestions. So just a little behind the scenes at Adventures in Autism, kind of figuring out how, how we're going to do everything for, for summertime. But one way or another, we will make it happen. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening as usual. If you are enjoying the show and you have not let, yet left a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so appreciative if you would just tap that five star or leave a review with a few kind words. It makes me so happy. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at adventuresinautism2018 at yahoo.com. I always love hearing from you guys. I'm still open to scheduling interviews. Um, when Logan's in summer school, I may have a little bit more time, like at the end of this month. So if you're interested in being a guest, always let me know, even if we kind of, you know, schedule it out, that's fine. Or we can find a time like evening or weekends to, to squeeze an interview. So if you'd like to be a guest, I'd love to have you. But that is all for now. And until next time, take care.